0: Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire
1: to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Troy, And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose. We're
0: excited to take you on a journey to transform your life
1: so that you can transform your world. Welcome, everyone, to the Transform Your Life podcast with Steve and Pete. I'm Pete Caffarsio.
0: And I'm Steve Troy. Great to have you, everyone. Yeah,
1: Steve, uh, it's great to be uh, here starting out our new year. And we've got a whole list of topics we want to share with folks and kind of learn from each other. But I know from your ethnic background, your New Year, uh, the Lunar Year, New Year, Chinese New mm-hmm. Year is coming yep. up soon.
0: Yep, yeah. the Year of the Rabbit that's coming up. It's going to be yeah. a year of multiplication, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, you know, we, it's always been a fun thing. Uh, I mean, I grew up. Obviously, I'm, I'm Chinese in my background, and we always look forward as kids to Chinese New Year because uh-huh. one of the traditions is that the older people have to give a red packet which has money in it okay huh. to all the next generation so as kids growing up we just it would always increase our bank account and so <laughs> we carried that tradition even though my wife is american and i'm chinese we've carried on that tradition with our kids they love these little red packets that come their way but here's the thing what people may not know is that once you're married you don't get it anymore oh uh-huh. uh or technically once you start working you know, and getting a paid job, you technically you don't get it anymore. I only found that out because that's what my dad told me. That says that's why you're not getting anything. <laughs> maybe maybe
1: he was uh, pulling your leg, and he just didn't. <sighs> run. Well,
0: I, I know New York City is fun for for the. Oh, oh yeah, we
1: love uh, Chinese New Year. Um, we go down to Chinatown in Manhattan, and it's a whole week long celebration. In the beginning is the firecracker uh, parade and celebration. Okay. That was amazing. It's these huge, huge gigantic strings of fire fireworks and they blow them off and then they do you know when you see fireworks in the summertime and there's the big boom mm-hmm. well they do it in the daytime it's just the booms but they wow. yeah and then they have the dragon troops that go into the different businesses or at the lion the lion yes they'll go into the different yeah. businesses with the drums and the symbols and kind of ward wow. off
0: I think, I think you I think celebrate it more than I do there. Uh, <laughs> and
1: then we do the big the big parade on actual New, new Lunar New Year, which that's, is a big deal. And yeah, we love it.
0: For me, I always love eating, and that's where I get to cook my big five, six, seven course banquets that I like to cook. Oh, nice.
1: Really yeah, I'm coming over.
0: Oh, yeah, please do.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, what's the uh, transformation tip this week?
0: Well, the transformation tip, actually, it's kind of funny because we're talking about Lunar New Year. It's actually a Chinese proverb, and I'm sure many of you have heard this. But uh, it kind of leads into where we want to go today in today's episode. It's simply a journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a single step. A journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a single step. It's that whole concept of, yeah, there's a long way to go, but if you don't move forward, you know, nothing happens. Actually, my, my brother used to do a take on this, and he used to make fun of it, and he says, he who follows his bottom walks backwards, okay? <laughs> 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 but But... In this particular instance we want to actually talk about how do we begin to not get overwhelmed by the big mountain that we see in front of us and and we want to talk about the topic of procrastination today. Yeah. Yeah so, so
1: Steve this was when we reached out to our circles of friends this topic came up a lot like mm-hmm. Hey, we love your podcast. Help me deal with procrastination. And this tells me a lot of people struggle with procrastination
0: in some form. Honestly, I think we've all done it at some point in our lives, right, Pete? sometimes more than we should
1: yeah and and for some people like me it could be debilitating
0: oh so Um, whatever you say you're not really talking about me right uh,
1: no no i believe (laughs) me i'll fast up on this one the good news is because i've worked at it and learned some different ways to deal with it i feel like there's things that both of us can share that have really worked So, you know, the word procrastination is interesting. If you derive it, it comes from the Latin prefix pro. Pro means before or forward. Crestinus crestinus, uh, means of tomorrow. So procrastination means you're throwing it forward into tomorrow. You're not doing it now. You're throwing it forward. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a couple other things we're going to talk about. By the way, when we were putting our material together, Stephen realized... (laughs) because we procrastinate so much, um, <laughs> we have a ton of material and we're going to actually do probably two episodes on this.
0: Yeah, okay. There's a lot to cover. We, we wanted to procrastinate to do part two. Yeah. Know? That's right.
1: Yes. So, um, but a couple other things to keep in mind as we go through this procrastination doesn't always make sense. Okay. It actually makes your life harder. And You know, that that's why you mm-hmm. beat yourself up after you procrastinate and realize, Oh, I should have done it earlier, but it's still, you know, a triggered reaction. Just accept that, and then also we're going to cover a lot of different areas, and some of these cross over. So we're trying to parse them out just so we can take a good look at them. But you'll often find you have combinations of the different dynamics that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, and and you know as as we're looking at this topic of procrastination, like Pete said, it doesn't always make sense. And uh, you know I often meet people who just say I just keep procrastinating. So it's it's almost like part of their nature.
1: Yeah, they've been um, programmed to do it.
0: Absolutely, and and why is it? Do I always leave things to the last minute? Okay, and so that's some of the mystery that we want to demystify a little bit because as we talk about combos, we're going to be looking at what the problems and causes are, and looking at maybe what solutions we can apply.
1: Yeah, and see, you know, we we're talking about like an ingrained pattern because the insidious thing about it is it it kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's not optimal. Uh, but there's a portion of it that does work. It makes you feel better in the short term. Um, if you're the kind of person, one form of procrastination is waiting till the last minute and using that pressure to to get things done. That's actually a management technique that you've learned. There's way better ways to do it that don't cause yeah. so much anxiety, but it gets ingrained in us. And so we've wow. got to, we're going to dissect it, take a good look at it and also discuss alternative ways of attempting things about thinking away about things
0: yeah so one of the things that i found over the years that causes us to go into procrastination is this subconscious fear and it's the fear of failure mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It, it's that thing that somehow i'm not going to be able to achieve it or uh what if it goes wrong and and you start doubting your ability to be able to be successful. In whatever the project is or whatever you're facing. Uh, I mean, I, I remember growing up, I've shared my story about having my reading disability. And so when it came to academics, for example, especially high school, college, I always had this fear of failure that I was going to be a failure. Okay. So if you've heard me say this again, remember failure is an event, it's not a person.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You know, we often say when you face a fear, you go into flight, fight, or freeze. I would often freeze. And I just wouldn't know how to do it. And I would just wait, 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 and wait. And it wasn't until I got into panic that I finally did the work that I had to do, but it was never enough because I left it too late. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And and that fear of failure began to plague me. And as a result, it also caused me to look down on myself. So the more you look down, the more you believe you're not able to do something. And so in that process, you feel that you're going to fail and you're going to look bad. You're also afraid that anything that I do is going to disappoint the people around you. I mean, oh I my, sure, sure, you know, sure. I had my issues with my dad, never feeling good enough for my dad. I mean, that's or in school,
1: up. like I'm going to get graded on this, and it's not good enough, and so I'm going to get a bad grade, and I'm going to be judged.
0: So that fear that I'll never get the A, and honestly, I always got C's. So, so it was just this constant fear of every time I do something, it's going to show people how stupid I am.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm.
0: and so that fear is a subconscious thing because you never want people to see it, and so for years I, I I was kind of quote unquote faking it, but it really caused me time and time again to procrastinate to not want to face those things
1: yeah, see if I can relate to that and also like for me another layer on top of that was just a very low self-esteem
0: mm-hmm.
1: and even though I was a talented bright guy who could performed pretty well on a lot of things. It was good at academics and things.
0: I can I can vouch for that Pete. <laughs> <You're great.
1: laughs> Thank you. But it didn't matter because my low self-esteem was always bringing me into negativity and mm-hmm. thoughts of failure and I didn't respect myself enough, you know, so I I'd, I'd put things off. Like that sense of being accomplished and dignified and feeling good about the work that I do. Yeah, I, that wasn't part of my my mentality, my makeup, because I had such a low self esteem, and I would do things for other people, but when mm-hmm. it came to doing things for myself, I just didn't really value myself enough, and so my own tasks, like writing a term paper, two in the morning, three in the morning, you know, up, uh, you know, typing at the last minute, trying to cluster everything together, yep. and man, if I had started this a week ago, it would have been a great paper because I had really good ideas, but I didn't have time to develop it.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally get that. So, so Pete, as we're looking at overcoming this failure or low self-esteem and this disappointing other people, what would be the key for us to break out of that cause and find a breakthrough so that perhaps we can break out of this, this curse of procrastination in this area?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, I think there's a few of them, Steve. And, um, like we said a little earlier, some of these overlap and there's combinations. I think the one that we've mentioned before, and we'll, we'll highlight it again now is is something called a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Mm. And, uh, the growth mindset says, you know, if, if things don't work out, if I don't quote unquote succeed at something, I've learned something mm. and I'm going to switch my mentality from win lose to what am I learning? Lovely. Okay. and you know if you approach the projects the tasks things that you are afraid of and saying well you know what if it doesn't work i will have learned something and if you give yourself that kind of permission boy it's it's like wind under your wings and it just Absolutely. can really help you go tackle something
0: well it's it's that whole concept that failure is only failure if you don't learn from it
1: right mm-hmm.
0: And if you begin to change your mindset around it, that's why I like this growth mindset that you're talking about here, because it means that every challenge that I have, I'm going to grow. Every situation, this this thing that's before me actually isn't my enemy. It's actually going to be the thing that's going to strengthen me and allow me to, to become a better person. So I, I love that. And one little practical tip you can do,
1: uh, again, on the fear thing is, like possibly say your fears out loud. And if you especially do this with a friend of yours and like have fun with it, catastrophize it It's like, oh, this is going to happen. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to get fired because I tried this PowerPoint and I didn't get the graphic right. And, and <laughs> then I'm going to, you know, get demoted and then we're going to be homeless, you know, it's like, <laughs> and then you, it, it, it's ridiculous. Right. But that it can, it can help to put your inflated fears in check.
0: Yeah, because, you know, the fear of something is always worse than actually doing it. And, you know, you've heard us over the years, when you deal with a fear, you want to walk in the opposite of that fear. And sometimes that's why we say instead of fight or flight or freeze, you face the fear And, and, and try and work through that. So we want to encourage you, if you're listening right now and you realize that failure is something that you wrestle with or the fear of it, let's break that begin to like, speak out those fears and just begin to say, no, I'm going to grow through this. I can, I am capable. It's actually part of it is learning how to love yourself. Right, Pete? Yes. Actually saying that, no, I've achieved things in the past. I've done things I've been able to do. I've got to where I am today because of my achievements. Okay. Building your confidence. Absolutely. Then when you say, and I'm going to grow and I'm going to be strengthened through this process, you begin to encourage yourself in that way so that you can, like I said, walk in the opposite and face that fear.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we could do a whole thing on low self-esteem. Um, maybe that's actually a topic for the future because uh, I know other people sure. will deal with it. But I have found as I've worked on that, I don't procrastinate as much. I, I mm. want to get stuff done because I like myself better. Yeah. And so I'm doing it not just for other people. I'm doing it for me. Yeah, well,
0: and so. the whole thing about self-esteem is about value, that if you know your value, you add value, okay? And so once you have a good sense of value, you know that whatever you do is going to give value, worth, and significance to whatever you touch, right? So that that gives you a greater sense of purpose in that. Pete, what are the types of situations cause us to procrastinate?
1: Yeah. So we talked about fear. Fear is the big one um, that's usually underlined, but there's another one and it's just flat out immediate gratification. (laughs) This is visceral. You want immediate gratification over. You'd prefer that over long-term progress. And uh,
0: can you give me some just, examples here? <laughs> give me some examples. I'm <laughs> yeah, curious I want about
1: to. That. I want to watch my favorite TV show before I get my chores done. Or <laughs> I, uh, you know, I will start my diet l- next week, and <laughs> because I feel like going to a party and snacking and all these other things. Now
0: it, it, it's funny you should say that. It's because next week I'm going to stop eating carbs because of a Christmas and New Year, I decided to have carbs, but my my son and daughter-in-law came in. So we had a, like a three-week Christmas celebration. So I've been eating carbs for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so it's funny you to say that because I just literally said uh, before the show, "Oh, there's one piece of panettone left. So, okay, I'll start my carbs next week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There
1: you're progressing. Yeah. Or, you know, I should go to the gym today. Uh, I'll do it later this afternoon. Uh, I'll, I'll do it around five o'clock. Uh, I'll do it tonight. Uh, and you never get around to it because yeah. you preferred immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. This is just visceral. Um, this is about training your amygdala, <laughs> your your lizard brain. It's about habits, okay. Yep. And I wish I could give you some deep psychological thing. I, you just have to try harder, um, really. <laughs> no, and we're not talking about ju- what I mean by that. Let me refine that. I don't just mean willpower or won't power, right? Because we need that as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes that is all you need, okay. But we're talking about training yourself. And you need kind of a growth mindset on this as well. And you need really a long-term view, not, you know, I want to go to the gym every day. First of all, that's a little unrealistic for most people. But, you know, if you have one setback, did you quit? Um, No. So this is about habit formation. Um, I highly suggest a really popular book out right now. It's called Atomic Habits Mm -hmm. by Clear, is his last name, and a lot of practical things in there. But a couple of things that he says in the book that I really like and my clients have really benefited from this is instead of focusing on the behavior you want to change first start with who do you want to be Hmm. okay what kind of person do you want to be i want to be a person who looks good in my clothes i want to be the kind of person who doesn't get winded you know doing moderate activity i want Hmm. to be the kind of person who lives a long life Uh, Because they have a healthy system. Okay. Once you get that set in your mind and believe that it's possible, then the habits kind of help to build toward that and they support that vision of who you really want to be.
0: Yeah. And what I loved about the book on on atomic habits is that the author is able to just reshape your mind. So it changes a positive, not because change is positive, but it makes it into a positive process. Well, it's
1: doable. Yeah, yeah he breaks and, it down. And lots, a, of, lots, lots of hacks of little bits.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's a great book. I love that. So we we got to deal with our gratification. Like I said, we got to try hard in, in, in the ways that we see things. Also, have you noticed that when we procrastinate, we also get distracted really easy? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I know this. It's like when I've got a brick project to do, before I start, I said, Well, let me just tidy up my emails or let me let me just see if there's anything going on in the world. Okay. And next thing you know, you spend the next hour and a half, two hours just lost in research or things that are totally irrelevant. Yeah. So that can happen in two ways. Like you can say, Oh, I got
1: distracted as if you were the victim of too many things, but a lot of times Something deep inside you actually wants to get distracted It's a form of avoidance mm-hmm. and procrastination. But whether or not you were a victim or you did it on purpose, it's still an issue. We get distracted.
0: The key thing here is focus, right? And being able to just structure to the right situations for you. I, I'm a classic for distraction. One of my things, Pete, I don't know if you know this, I can't multitask. So I can only focus at one thing at one time. When it comes to uh, distraction, when I get distracted, I can only focus on the distraction. So you are really distracted! I am really yeah. distracted, and and but the thing is, you kind of enjoy the distraction if you like, because you know the work just, like I said, that little fear of failure or whatever else that's going on just kind of eats you away a little bit. Well,
1: and Steve, I was I was diagnosed as an adult with ADD mm. and had to learn lots of coping mechanisms to stay on track. Um, hmm. so it's been a struggle. Um, a couple things. I know a lot of people are working from home right now and actually distraction is been listed as the number one problem with working from yep. home from people who work from home, not just their employers. So a couple practical things you can do there. One is structure your physical environment. So if you're working from home, if possible, get a room that has a door on it and close it. Hmm. And you know, yep. if there's you know, if you tend to get interrupted by kids or whatever, or other kinds of things, you can hang a sign on your door. Like I can't be distracted now, come back, you know, and see me like in an hour or, you know, at noon, I can talk to you, but sure. adding some certain, now you can't, you can't take that too far, but if you need to block out time to do focused work and not get distracted, think what you can do physically. Like, um, uh, some people shut off all of their, uh, they put their phone on um, do not disturb mode, mm-hmm. or shut off their other kinds of um, notifications, yep. Yep. so that they can really be isolated. So that's one
0: practical thing you can do. No, I have uh, when I need to really focus. There's actually a, a place that I go. Hmm. Okay, um, great, great example. Yeah, and, and just I realize that once I park myself there, I put some headphones on, so I can't be distracted from anything on, and I'll just have some instrumental music going on, and then I'll just spend. I could literally spend three, four, five hours. There you go. Just getting something done. So
1: Steve, you just identified another thing to pay attention to is when in, on a typical day, when are you the most productive? Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, that happens to be like around eight 30 to 10 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. as some of my most productive, creative time. I try to schedule uh, things that where I need to create, or I need to be really focused or do really good work during that, those blocks. One thirty to three thirty is my worst, and okay. so that's when I'll maybe do phone calls or I'll go out and I it, I do a lot better socializing and seeing people during those times. So if you have that kind of awareness, that's another practical that, thing you can a, do.
0: That's a great hack. I like that. That, that. that that really helps. I mean, I think I'm I'm the same. I'm I'm good probably between nine and twelve. Yeah. I've got, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that one. There you I, go. Let me know yeah. how it goes. And then the the final thing is there are
1: plenty of organizational tools out there. Like there's different apps for your phone, to-do lists, scheduling programs, project management, whatever you need. There's almost too many to be honest. You could get overwhelmed, but try some and see if they help to cut down in the distraction and keep you focused, keep you on track.
0: Yeah. I know my, uh, my oldest daughter Hannah, who does all our editing for our yeah Hannah show, thank you Hannah, we love you. Um, this year, she's made this this list, and she, there's something about ticking things off. Yeah, and and so it, when you have that list of you know what to, the to do list, and it's not too big and overwhelming, it actually when you get it done, there's a feeling. She, I remember the first time she ticked, ticked everything off, she was like, gave this big yeah, yeah, it's a dopamine you know? hit. Actually, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. cross so things it, off that list. Absolutely. One other area that I've seen, and I, and I, it's kind of interesting. I have all these CEOs, and when they list something that they often want to work with with me over the the year, they would say procrastination. And these are very very successful mm-hmm. multi millionaire billion dollar corporations. You would think that they wouldn't have issues of procrastination, but they do. But one of the things that I realized about them is that so many of them are so driven that by the time they finish something, they're exhausted. Mm-hmm because their lifestyle is almost relentless, you finish one big thing, and then next thing you know, you've got another big thing. And that is just exhausting thinking about it, okay? Yeah. And one of the things that I've realized is that people don't know how to bring a really good closure to projects.
1: Amen. I've seen this too, yeah.
0: And, and, And that they don't know how to celebrate something and give themselves intentional time to renew and restore themselves. And so rather than... Looking straight at the next project, it's taking a day, a weekend, or whatever it is, just to to actually celebrate, to reward, uh, and feel good about what you've just accomplished, and it gives you that opportunity to feel that you've succeeded, mm-hmm. and that in itself gives you confidence for your next thing. And if you move too quickly into the next project, okay, and that's the thing, and with busy people, there's always a project.
1: Yeah, right? always, sure,
0: uh, but. To be able to create intentional R&R time is actually really, really important.
1: Yeah. I think, Steve, what we're talking about is pacing here, learning yeah. how to how to pace yourself. And we've done a couple episodes on the whole topic of rest and that rest isn't a reward for working hard. It's the other way around. It's filling your tank before you go and do your That's work. Right. That's right. And so if you've just finished a major initiative – and you need to rest partly just to celebrate and get some closure and feel good about it. But it, you're tanking up. Give yourself that time to tank up before mm-hmm. you take on the next thing. Don't just think you can rush right into it like that. That way you're lear- you're living completely off adrenaline, and that that's not sustainable. You're you're gonna burn your body out if you
0: do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is like if you set something in place that you can look forward to, like a little prize at the end of it okay mm, yeah when we go we, you know we get through this project let's all go out for dinner and it's on the house boom just to to really enjoy it and just laugh with each other and or if there's uh you know if it's a personal thing maybe uh there's a specific glass of uh, a bottle of wine you want to open up there you with, go and just to share with your spouse or your partner or whatever and and so- something that you can just tangibly say well done and the power
1: of that is, it's not how much money you spent on it, or how does it make you feel. It's it's symbolic, mm-hmm. right? And it's there's something to it when you can make it physical and tangible. It's awesome, That's
0: absolutely. Well,
1: Steve, what is the transformation application for this week?
0: Okay, so we're obviously talking procrastination, which means that we are putting something off. Okay, and earlier we talked about maybe there's a fear, the fear of disappointment, disappointing others, the fear of failure. But I want us to, for a moment, whatever you're putting off, if you're feeling that there's a fear, just put it aside right now and say, okay, if I face this project or if I face this thing that I'm procrastinating about, what are the benefits? Rather than what, how is it going to make me feel worse? Actually, think about the benefits. What skills am I going to learn? how will it strengthen me maybe what uh gifts can i uh, operate in that i can practice and get better at which people will be impacted in a positive way in what i'm doing and Mm -hmm. so you start seeing the the project or the issue that you've been procrastinating at it's actually as that growth mindset that there is benefit to doing this as opposed to oh my gosh it's too big it's too much how you address it so so this week what is it that you're putting off And how can you think differently about it in regards to how will it grow you, benefit you, strengthen you, equip you? Uh, What do you think about that, Pete?
1: I think I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to apply that.
0: Let's do that. All right. right. Well, Pete, let's not procrastinate by saying goodbye to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been a joy uh, just sharing this topic with you i mean i can't wait for the part two of this because i know we've already talked about a little bit of it but there's even greater insights that we would love to bring to you uh so that you can free yourself from procrastination and actually feel good about the activity and being active uh and fulfilling the the, the purpose and, and destiny of your life so pete always a pleasure same here steve okay. Until next week bye-bye everyone bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, so we hope you'll continue to tune in.
1: If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world.
0: If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page from the Insight Out.
1: If you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to PeteCoaching.com.
0: And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to stevechuaintl.com.
1: Remember, we want to help you transform your life.
0: So that you can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.